Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another special and very special episode of the unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetically Black podcast show, Speak to the Mic. I am your illustrious host, Marlon Joseph. And ladies and gentlemen, to all my viewers and non-viewers, you already know the drill. Here on this show, we like to do three things. We like to, one, provide helpful and useful content to the Black community, talk to Black men and women, of all professions, entities, and industries, as well as organizations. And also give thanks and acknowledgement to those Black men and women who are utilizing their platforms, positions of power, and their, uh, their overall uh, just power in general to help move the culture forward in a more specific and positive way. Joining me today is a, a very different of mine who I've been following on social media for quite some time, Ms. Breezy Banks. She is a host of her own podcast, Fearless Faith, here to talk to me about the feminine and masculinity of uh, feminine and masculine toxicity that exists in the black community and how we can address these very issues that we like to ignore. Uh, Breezy, thank you so much for being on this show to talk to me about this. This is a very touchy and controversial topic to talk about. Yeah. You and I have, have had many conversations on social media, you know, with many followers and, and friends of ours on social media, basically talking about this. So to kind of give a backstory about what this topic consists of, and not to go into too much detail because this topic has been beaten, yes. beating the crap out of us in terms of that that horse is dead. There's, there's, no, there's no need to beat this horse anymore. So obviously with the recent events that have taken place uh, at the Oscars, um, that incident alone really Unpack, really opened up the eyes of what we have been seeing too much and too often in our Black community as it pertains to toxicity that exists in our relationships, friendships, uh, uh, family uh, uh, issues as well. These are the type of issues that we have to address in the Black community. Here on this show, you all know that I like to talk to every Black man and woman that I can also, uh, that I can even find or even interview to talk about the very things that disproportionately affects us. Whether it be internal or external, we have to address these things because we have a lot of work to do and it's going to take all of us to do it. So um, again, make sure you guys like, share, subscribe to my YouTube page as well as Spotify and all other podcast platforms that you can find this show on. Make sure you let me know what you think about previous episodes and content and things of that nature. As I produce more content and information, your, your thoughts, comments, criticism, all that wonderful things are always welcome and appreciated. So. Again, Breezy, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to me about this. I know you've been talking about this quite some time now on social media, and it's been it's been a lot of controversial takes on this, but you and I share the sentiment of where we stand when it comes to basically highlighting the toxicity that exists in the Black community from a man and woman's perspective. And not so many people have been in, in agreement with that stance. And And... Some of it is warranted. Some of it is just in denial. And you and I both know that. And so we have to be able to admit to ourselves exactly what we're doing that is toxic when it comes to our friendships, our relationships, things of that nature, and how we can address these issues in a more positive uh, way. So just for, for starters, um, 
man, how do I even, even break down this question? So how do we get from understanding that toxicity exists in the black community versus, okay, how do we address this? First off, this is from uh, a man and woman's perspective. So I am not being biased at all when I ask this question, because I will be addressing some of the masculinity that exists when it comes to the toxicity that we as men have. And, and knowing I'm not a perfect man myself, I'm still growing, but I understand certain things that cannot be said or done at this given day and time that we live in. So uh, for you as a black woman, and I, I can't stress this enough because we black men oftentimes feel like we don't have a voice. So for you, how do black women address toxicity that, ex that exists within them? Well, um, I think one of the, first things that needs to happen is um, Black women need to stop being so defensive when men speak about their experiences, right? Because it's that energy alone makes it really difficult for us to like move in love with how we respect one another. Mm -hmm. um, and on the back end of that uh, defensive techniques that women are deploying, and you know exactly what it is. It's like, as a woman, um, I know that anything that is said against a black woman, automatically black women play this victim role, play this, you just hating, liking the, without any regard to whether or not there is, um, there is any truth in the statement. The immediacy goes to we're being attacked. Everybody hates black women. Black women are, are unprotected. Black women are this, black women are that but we never address the fact that these are our counterparts, our men. And it's still true that 80% of black men marry black women. So knowing that that's the statistic, how is it that we're not listening to those closest to us, right? Yep. The other side of it is the, the victimhood attitude that women love to play with regard to excuses for why we behave the way that we behave. Yep. Um, if I had to just address two top things, that would be the, the top two. Oh, I got one more. And just and, and accountability. Yeah. Accountability. All right. All right. Talk about it. Complete accountability because we can, it's one thing to say um, whether someone is wrong or right. You know, there's there's three views to everything. There's, you know, yep. your view, my view, and what actually happened, right? Yep. But at the same time, there's a certain accountability that women do not possess for why things are going wrong within our community. Like this is a widespread issue. You know, women will blame men for being dirtbags, for, you know, not having money, not taking care of their kids, but they never take accountability. Sis, that's the man you chose. No one forced you to have children with this man. No one forced you to pick him. Like you gotta take, like we gotta take, that's our ultimate decision-making. As a feminist, you know, as a feminist, I believe that my decisions are just as important as a man's decisions. Absolutely. He doesn't get the opportunity to just make me his woman. And I don't get the opportunity to just make him or, or to not hold myself accountable for choosing an ancient nigga. And the narrative right now is that no matter what, the onus is on the man to be a good man, you know? And if he falls short, you know, then suddenly 
it's I'm a victim, you know, and I had no I had no party part or party to to what happened, which as adults, we know that's not true. You know, relationships are very, very complex. Right. And as we are as women are refusing to take accountability, we're delaying the most necessary process in evolution, which is that ability to discern. There's right, there's a whole lot of dudes out here that don't deserve to have girlfriends, much less, much less babies and families. We need to start working on discerning who those men are and icing them out. You know, ain't nobody tell y'all to have a bunch of futures babies. But once you did, the best thing you could have did was take responsibility and accountability and own up to it so that now you can move on and not make that choice again. Instead, there's women out here with three, four, and five baby daddies trying to explain why she should be taken as she is. Sis, no, you have a record of poor decision makings when it comes to your body and who you give access to. And so a brother showing up today and not wanting to take that responsibility on, that's logical. If that man planned for his life, if that's a good man, if he's a person moving in intentionality, why would he want that? We don't want it. No, we don't. And you know what? Listen, I, I'm, I'm just going to flat out just let you have the floor because you touched on so many key intricate points as it pertains to accountability, as it pertains to the, the, the toxicity that, that lies within Black women. So here's my take in, in regards to that, because I have two things to say that basically is parallel to what you were saying. So for one, before I even start off by saying that, I am a Black man who feels like Black men as a black man, we don't have much of a voice anymore because the very second that we speak out about things that we don't like or particularly agree with, we're deemed as hating. We're deemed as some type of phobia. We're deemed as some type of, okay, but well, you don't like black women. You don't, you hate black women. You hate your mama. You, all of this. It's like, no, actually by telling you as a black man, what I'm concerned with and, and what issues I have with you rightfully so you can tell me what issues you have with me and we address those things but constructive criticism is what people say they want but they don't really want that because they can't handle that shit and that's the bottom line to it all and when it comes to they want you to blindly agree absolutely and so the, the thing about it is with the whole idea that okay i have to admit my own flaws my own flaws and faults in the matter basically make it, making that person have to sit in that shit and live with it and say, okay, you know what? Maybe it was something that I may have said or done or didn't say or didn't do that that obviously uh, goes with what my part was that played in this situation, right? We always, uh, again, we always hear, especially me and some of, the, some of the male friends I have, we always hear about black women saying, oh, the black man this, black man that. Now, here is my argument when it, in regards to the accountability on our end. Now, for you as a black woman to say that, yeah, that black woman, she, she, she shouldn't have picked that black man. She should have already seen those red flags and signs. True enough. Now, as black men, I'm holding my black men accountable, myself included, when it comes to the, the, very, uh, the very things that we're not doing consistently enough or haven't done consistently enough when it comes to being a be the best representation of ourselves to our black women. Because we're the ones out here on the prowl looking for that black woman to be our significant other, be our wife and things of that nature. So we have to be our best selves, not just from an image standpoint, but also just a, on an everyday life thing. No one is perfect. Again, 
and I want to make sure I make that clear too, because we're not speaking from a perfectionist you know, standpoint here. We're basically saying that we ourselves understand that we have some, some growth and development and, and, and progress to make, but the progress we have made, we want to be able to address that and, and obviously disperse that information to those who are still lacking that progression in those respected areas. And so for you to sit up and say as a Black woman that, you know what, that Black woman didn't have to have that child by that man. When I say that kind of shit, trust me, I get scolded for it. And almost to a point, and listen, I'm going to say some things mm -hmm. that's probably going to get me canceled. And you know what? I probably don't give a damn at this point because we, as Black men and women, we have to understand that not only we understand the roots of this, but now with us knowing what those roots are, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to sit and soak and dwell on the very things that's been hindering us all this damn time? Or are we going to actually make an effort, a conscientious effort to fix this shit now? Mm -hmm. Because it, 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 the, only, the only way this gets fixed is by me and you. That's the only way. Only, no outsiders can fix this. Mm -hmm. We have to fix ourselves and help fix each other too. And so that accountability piece is where it really lies in with that. But uh, to your point about how because you brought up an example. Obviously, we, we always hear about guys like Future and other few, uh, other guys like him who have a multitude of women and have kids by all of them. And you saw firsthand, he wouldn't take care of the first ones. Yeah, so why exactly. would you think that you, as a Black woman, you're going to change that shit? You, you thought you was going to change him? Oh, he's going to be like this with me. Well, looking at his track record, you saw that it, that it didn't change with anybody else. What makes you so damn different and special when thinking that it's going to change with you? If he's not willing to change it for himself, which he needs to be held accountable for not changing, then you can't do anything that's going to make him or force him to change that. He has to want, he has to have that innate, that innate talent or innate thought in his mind to say, you know what, I'm making this decision to change these things about me. If we can't look ourselves in the mirror, because the mirror shows you two things. It shows you one, who you really are, Two, who you will ultimately become. Mm -hmm. We don't like to look in that damn mirror for too damn long. Only long enough to take a selfie, but not long enough to say, okay, there's some shit about you that I don't like. Mm -hmm. Accountability, that internal accountability. So I want to know from you, how can we unpack, first off, from a Black woman standpoint, because I'm not here to speak for Black women. I'm not a Black woman. Thank you. I can give my perspective on what I think Black women should do. And I'm always welcoming what we as Black men need to be doing because I'm on the fence of being holding our Black men more accountable than our Black women. Our Black women has been in the forefront for far too long. And I'm here to also say, too, that I understand as a Black man that Black women has been disrespected for far too long, has been very much so unprotected for far too long. I understand that to, a, to the the mo I can't even get to how much I understand that. More and more each day, I, I get that. And I see that. But we can't equate or think everything is in parallel to what, what that means, right? So when a Black man disagrees with a woman, he ain't, he ain't protecting a Black woman. That don't mean that shit. We got to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Just because you're a Black woman don't mean you ain't wrong. Don't mean you can't be wrong about something. As a black man, I could be wrong about things too. So I'm always willing to listen and learn and admit when I'm wrong in that regard. But if we can't do that, then we're never gonna really make real progress here. 
So if a, from a black woman, as a black woman speaking for black women who are conscientious like yourself, how do we unpack that? How do you, as a black woman, unpack the toxicity that lies within black women? Before I answer that, I want to say um, first that you you brought up something that I think is very important when we have these conversations. Um, I was raised, my dad always said, men shouldn't concern themselves with the ways of women. And vice versa, as a woman, I can't speak on the ways of men. The only thing I know about what a man is, is what another man has told or showed me. I've never been a man. I I have not walked in this sin. The same way, can't nobody tell me what it's like to be black in America if they ain't black. Then I can't tell a man what a man is, okay? So I've started talking about this so much because I saw a real absence of just honest, logical, um, sisterly correction amongst ourselves. I like that. Right? I think that women, um, you know, and and there's a logical truth to it, right? Because a woman who's operating in her peace, she don't have a whole lot of time for friction anyway, you know, because we got it. So even having the conversation with with these women who need just a little bit of adjustment to their um, outlook or their mindset, right? Even having those conversations, they become so just nasty. You know, they come, become so disrespectful so quickly that a lot of us, myself included at one point, chose to just be quiet because it's not working. But over the past couple of years, I'm watching the red pill take off. I'm watching Kevin Samuels take off. You know, we got Tommy Sotomayor. We got, and I'm seeing that all of these men are forced, and I do feel like they're forced to talk about it, you know, we because are. we aren't. You know, and I'm, I'm looking to be a part of a movement that says, let's address this amongst ourselves. You yep. know, let's, let's sit at the table as, as a woman. I sit here having this conversation, aware that I'm a woman, but also knowing that, that men deserve the same grace, you know, and the same benefit of the doubt, the same humanity that I demand, right? So... That's my little segue into um, the unpacking. I think it goes all back to accountability and responsibility because we are assuming that we should exist in states that can only be granted by good decision-making. You mentioned being protected. Who protects me as a black woman? Whose job is it ultimately to protect me? It's mine. For real. And through that extension, my father and brothers, if I have them, no other man is required to protect me. And that goes back to the the attitude that women have when they get pregnant by the futures of the world, right? It's not his job to protect you. It's your job to make good choices, you know, or listen to your, listen to your father's wise counsel if he's around. And a lot of women are, have not reconciled the fact that it's not just us. So I'm 40 years old. So just throwing my name, my, um, my age out there to bring this generational conversation about. Very much so. My mother began this, you know what I mean? So the lack of, 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 the toxicity that was born in me came about because for most of us, our mothers didn't have one man. I got three sisters. We each got different daddies. I'm sorry, I got two sisters, three of us. 
three kids, three baby daddies. Yeah. I love my mama to death. I'm not saying that that's a bad, but mom, you're making really bad decisions out here. Absolutely. Back. And so your lack of protection that you would feel is because of your bad decision making. Yep. And she got a daddy. So why aren't you going to your father to learn how to make better decisions? So that's that that to me ultimately is how on the side of black women again. I'm not going to talk about what men need to do. There's things that men need to do. I'm not saying that these men are perfect ladies. I am not defending them. I'm not trying to be a pick me. I'm just have always understood that if I have 1% fault in a situation, then the dopest thing I can do for myself is take 100% accountability. Because the more expensive that gets for me, the less likely I am to do that shit again. Exactly. Facts. And you know what? You, you said something that was very profound. But here's the unfortunate thing for this. So a lot of the toxicity that exists, for me personally, as a Black man seeing this, that exists in Black women, a lot of it stems from the fact that they didn't have the father that you had in your life. They, they didn't have that male figure in their lives consistently or at all for that matter to even know how a, uh, how a man, how a Black man is supposed to treat his Black woman. So she went off into the world experimenting and, and basically winging it, trying to figure out ways of how she can basically customize it and, and just obviously make it suitable for her own narrative and say, well, this is what I want based on what she saw on TV, based on what she saw in the streets, in the neighborhood, all these different things encompasses of what she ultimately and unfortunately deemed as what a man is. So we got we got some female black females, and obviously age range can always always vary in this situation. But for the most part, you see the younger ones who think a real ass nigga is a is a is a strong black man. He a real nigga, he ain't no black man. You're not gonna equate the two things. I'm nobody's nigga. I'm a strong, I'm, I'm a black man though, but we oftentimes interchangeably we mix those things together we blend those things together and make it so that it's the same exact thing same way that 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 we we hear this term bad bitches when they come to black women now i know a lot of black women who don't deem themselves or don't refer to themselves as bitches mm -hmm. so now some people may say it that's an determinant of endearment within their inner circle okay i'm not here to argue or refute that if, if that's what you if that's what you like to do if that's your preference okay by all means then make sure that that's within your circle. When somebody else says that it's outside your circle, you check them about it. But for us, for black men, some of us now, I've, over the years I've learned to not use the word nigga as much. But to some of my homeboys, we talk to each other like that. And it's a term, it is a term of endearment for us, but I know how to check people who I don't know, whether they black or not. Hey man, that, that, ain't, that ain't how you address me. My name is Marley. That's how, that's how I want you to address me. So. We oftentimes, the, 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 the things that exist in us right now came from what our upbringing consisted of. Absolutely. And unfortunately, the, it's, been, it's been so factual to where it's been carried on for generations on end. And so for us as black men, I didn't have my father around. You know, I, my father died in 2019, I mean, I'm sorry, in 2009, and I didn't even know the man's middle name until his funeral. And so, uh, and knowing what I did know about him, it was it, it wasn't much, it wasn't much to know. It wasn't nothing positive, I can tell you that much. 
But knowing that, to your point about how I love my mother to death too, but she she made some 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 mistakes in there with the selection of men. And I, I and I've gotten to a point, and I always advise my listeners out there, especially in our generation, it's okay to start having these uncomfortable conversations with our parents to help understand what their mindset was when they were our age or younger, when they had us, to, to get why they made certain decisions they made that were either beneficial or detrimental to their lives and to the lives of their children too. So my mother had three boys. Unfortunately, unfortunately for me, I'm the only one that's, that's left. I'm the only one that's still alive. My older brother passed away uh, in 2012, December of 2012. My younger brother died in 1998 at birth. So I went from being the, the youngest to the middle child to the only child, all before turning 35. And so, uh, but obviously to the point that you brought up, three different fathers though, and three different shared experiences that we, we had some similarities there. But the fact is my older brother had much more of a relationship with his father than I did with mine. So I asked the question to my mom about how, I, what what made you choose this guy? And I'm going to always stand on this when I say this. You could have had me with somebody else different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. Now, this is not to deem my mother or cast any person on my mother. My mother is a very beautiful, strong Black woman who raised a strong Black man the best way she could. But she couldn't teach me how to be a man. And so with this, in, this imbalance in the family, in the Black family structure that has been existing for far too damn long. And, and I oftentimes have to remind myself that, okay, this is a continuous thing. And, I, and I'm feeling like these generations is coming up. Okay, they, they should be past this now. now. Now we should start seeing more of the two family, uh, the two parents in the household or two parents co-parenting their kids now. We're still dealing with an issue of seeing single mothers or single fathers now. It's like, damn, I thought we were past this already. And so, especially with our generation, being, being basically having the bulk, bear, bear the burden of that more consistently than the younger ones are. But now the younger ones are experiencing that on a much more broader, broader uh, spectrum that is being highlighted and shown entirely too much on social media. Now some of this shit's being promoted. Like, we're going to promote this now? No, no, no. I'm not for that. And because I came from that, I know better now not to, not to build a family like that with my own wife and, and children. I want them to see what, what a healthy... A, a, a healthy marriage, a healthy life, and a healthy family is like. And I would hope that we in our in, my, in our generation is being more more intentional with doing those things. Mm -hmm. And so it is unfortunate that we're we're seeing too many times where the black woman experienced situations where she didn't have a black father in her life to teach her what what to, what to demand, teach her how to respect herself in, uh, out in public and as well as in private, teach her how to understand. And this is another thing that I get a lot of shit for, saying that we all have a place in this world, right? A black man has his place, a black woman has hers. But then when I say shit like that, now it's not cancel culture and me too want to come after me and say, uh, this whole place thing, everyone has a place anywhere. It's like, well, damn, I'm just speaking about, first off, pump your brakes. I'm talking about us in the black community, preferably in the black family. As a man, as a father, as a husband, I have a place. As a mother, as a wife, as as a parent in general, you have a place. When we start stepping out of place, then it starts to, then this, this imbalance starts to take place. Mm -hmm. Now you have, uh, again, with the broken family system, 
So if a father's not there, now the mother is forced to be a mother and a father. But now the, the kids who are supposed to be in their kids' place is starting to actually be in an adult's place along with basically uh, dangling with being a child too. So now the innocence of a child is being taken away from them. Why? Because they're being forced to be an adult. And then they raise themselves now. See see how this shit don't, it don't measure up. The math ain't mathing. And we got to be able to admit that. And we're not. And so to uh, transition to another question that I have for you in regards to this, because you touched on so many great points. Well, Black men, just as a Black woman, what would be your advice to Black men just from what you have seen, what you experienced? Because again, we're here to also take criticism from Black women because we, we need that too. But I need Black women to know it's okay that we don't agree on every goddamn thing. And it's okay to know, okay, because we don't, I don't agree with you, don't mean I don't like you, I don't respect you, I don't love you as a Black woman. No, it don't mean that. It don't at all. And we cannot keep meshing everything together and saying, oh, you hate Black women, or you don't protect your mama, or you don't protect Black women, you don't stand for that. No, it's okay to have healthy dialogue and, and, all, and not always agree on things. I always speak about being monolithic, but I understand that the, the concept of being monolithic don't consist of us agreeing on every single thing, just all, just all the major things, all the foundational things. We have to agree on that because that in terms, that, that basically consists of the existence of what we are or who we are as black people in the black community. That, that would either be beneficial or detrimental to our black community. And, it had, and it's been shown yay or nay in some, in some cases more times than not. And so as a black woman, I need to know as a black woman, what can black men be doing from your perspective? A lot better. Okay, um, so the topic is the toxicity in our in our our family. So, yeah, what um, toxicity that, do you see as a black woman from black men? I think that um, black men, and I'm speaking to you know black men, not the niggas, as you pointed out earlier. There you go. There you go. To, to black men, I think a lot of the problem that that is going on right now is because y'all are negatively reinforcing these hoes. And when I say these hoes, I mean these hoes. Like I'm just just 100. I've had this conversation with so many of my male friends, you know, and and it's it's become a thing to where out of your love, and that's the irony, out of your love, you will compromise in a relationship with me that goes against your better judgment. That is not a leader, sir. Damn. There needs to come a point where you require in your relationship that your woman fall under an attitude of logical thinking or the ability to defer when logic is in the room. You do not, it has nothing to do with your feelings. Women, we're, we're ruled by emotion, you know? And I think that's one of the best things that you get when you, when you have a father that takes an active role in your life. My dad has forced me to live with logic. He has said things to me, you know what I mean? That might be hurtful or whatever, but he said it because he needed me to understand that I cannot allow emotions to, dis- to drive my decision-making. Yeah. Doesn't matter how you feel, you know? And, and, I, and I'm sure it wasn't out of malice either. Nah, nah, I'll tell you one story. This is my favorite story. And my dad don't even remember it. I was about six years old. 
And I was doing something. And when I say I'm a romper room kid, I was one of those climbing over the couches and, you know, sliding down the stairs over and over again, you know, putting pots on my head and running in the walls. I was a bad <laughs> I was one of those, okay. I was one of those, okay. So I'm doing something. And my dad yells at me and he doesn't really raise his voice, but he yells at me. He was like, what are you stupid? You know? And me, armed with my first grade um, feelings, you know, that's a bad word. You hurt my feelings. You can't call me stupid. And my dad told me, he said, how dare you be more offended by the words I'm using to describe your actual behavior than you are by your behavior. Damn, that, that, that struck a nerve there. Damn. And, and you know, and I, when I tell this story, I've had some people say some ugly things like, yo, dad, I said, you don't know my household. My dad raised me to understand. I got it. I understood exactly what he meant. Because red is red, daddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? One is one. Call things. My dad believed in that. You call it exactly what it was. Don't sugarcoat what is happening here. You got to use your words to describe something. So I, I was able to get that early enough in a way that I think has has given me a, a, a self-respect, a preference. I have positive relationships. Um, I've, I've been able to learn and speak to men and, and I've been able to have men tell me things that were for my growth that I was able to hear. Not beautiful it is to hear that in love when your man is giving you actual advice about how to be a better woman, either to him or to people in general, because we don't know what you want from us. As women, we want to define what manhood is and define what womanhood is. Well, what does a man get to define? I mean, damn, when, when do we get a say in any, man, don't get me started. Don't, I'm about to, no. So we're going to tell you what marriage should be like. We're going to tell you what a wife is supposed to be. We're going to tell you all of that. And we're going to tell you what a husband is supposed to be. Absolutely. You're supposed to pay for this. You're supposed to do this with me. You're supposed to do all of it. So we have literally taken the beauty that exists when the two of us merge on a biblical thing. Like I am your complementary and opposites equal in power. That is how God made us to be. So by that. losing the man's voice in the relationship, by forcing him to come under my standards, I will only, this relationship is only going to be half of what it could have been. We are better together. There are things and skills that men have that women don't have. There's, there's energies and things that you feel about things that we don't. Same with us. You know, I can look at a woman in two seconds and know she ain't shit. The same way my homeboys say they know about men. You know, it don't take but a minute to know what a woman is really thinking yeah. when it comes to stuff. Because I've been a woman. I know what that's about, right? We don't respect men. You know, our, our competition levels, we're in complete competition with you. We've been raised to believe things like you should love us more than, than, we, love, than we love you. Like literally, these are things that our moms taught us. Ask me how I know. And I have so many friends that exist like that. That's not love. That's not love and it's dangerous. But I, I ultimately think men have the best way of fixing this because there's some attitudes that should be a hard pause on you with these women. 
there are some things like when a woman tell you that you can't tell her who she can be friends with. And if she got male friends, I don't mean anything. You just being insecure. That should be a hard pause because if the man that loves me is telling me, honey, I don't feel comfortable with men around you. That's the protection. And, and, vice I'm not, and, and, yeah, and vice versa, and vice versa. Again, being a man, being a black man, I, I've been in settings and situations where even, even for myself, my, my wife had brought that to my attention too. It's just, okay, well, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with that. And you know what? In, in the beginning stages, I, I was one of those men who was like, well, you tripping. I don't understand why. But then having to take a step back and, and putting on that different pair of glasses to see it from her lenses, Okay, you know what? I didn't think about it like that. See, when you bring the perspective in a in a respective way, now it gives us it, it gives us the opportunity to sit in that and say, okay, you know what? Maybe I didn't think about it that way. And I appreciate you for bringing it to me that way too. So, the one thing I would say too is that that's very detrimental in the black community is the phrase "it is what it is." I fucking hate that phrase mainly because. You're basically saying, I am who I am and I'm not gonna change. Mm -hmm. So change is supposed to be inevitable. Maturity, the maturation process should become of all of us. If you're the same person you was at 25 as you are at 35 and 40, you just wasted 10 to 15 damn years of your damn life Mm -hmm. by not learning or basically allowing life to teach you what you should not have been doing at this moment in time in your life versus what you were doing then. Again, that 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 the maturity piece has to be there. And we have to be able to point that those things out too. And so, and the point that you brought up about how black women tend to tend to just basically be in the forefront and take take control of the relationship and not give men a say-so, it's like, well, damn, now you're wondering why it's always friction. When we are dis- when we're disagreeing with things, you know what I mean. And so, and I know I, again, my marriage is still in progress. We're, we're we're working things out, and and obviously learning more as we go along. We've known each other for over a decade now, but we've been married closing in on six years. So the thing is, when it comes to learning each other even more, every single day is a learning process. When you stop learning, not not just yourself, we stop learning the other person that you're you're significantly uh, tied to then now you're basically hindering the progress that y'all making together or y'all should be making together. And mm-hmm. that's detrimental. Now, if, if again, and I always think back on a Lauren Hill quote, she said that if you, if you stop, I, I, I don't want to misquote her, but she said something about a seed that don't grow. It's just, it's dead. Mm-hmm. If you're not growing, what are you doing? We're supposed to grow. Plants grow, plants die, but then they but plants grow. They 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 they, they get to be wrinkled, basically grow back again during the spring, during the summertime, right? So, and I forget the exact quote, so don't quote me on that. But the fact is, she was talking about how something that's dead or something that's not alive is dead. If you're not growing, then you're at a standstill. That means you're not even trying to grow. You're not trying to learn and listen from from anybody else. They're trying to tell you things. Is going I to think it's hurt. I think it's worse than that because when you're stagnant, that's when bacteria grows, like on a science, right? Stagnant water becomes dangerous. It can get brackish. 
you know, all types of parasites and everything thrive in that flowing water. If you're a camper and you like the outdoors and hiking, you know, you can drink from the river where it flows over the rocks. The fastest part of the flowing water is the cleanest part of the water. Right. So the attitude of growth, it's 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 inbred in us like and socialization is such a part of that. Think of like schools, how many people you socialized with going from kindergarten, you know, to to high school. You know, it's a higher level of socialization. It asks is it asks you to grow in yeah. how you deal with something. That's why a three year old can be biting and they kicking and doing all that. But we expect high schoolers. They're not going to get expelled for that you know we'll we'll talk to timmy and try to get him to understand we'll separate them you know but in high school there becomes a zero tolerance for that as and you then you know better now you should, you should know, better. know better but that ne it never stops in fact the dopest of us are those who are socializing in different levels and this is why we talk about things like why college is important and then hbcus and then volunteerism you know so a person that is socializing in all of these different worlds they're growing black women are not properly socializing with black men we are not learning how to love and become friends so that part of us it's not growing. The part of us that is enriched by, by men who love and value us and who we give the respect to learn from. You can't, what's that avatar quote? You can't feel a cup that's already full, bitch, you know every damn thing. What could, you know, you know everything. You know how everything's supposed to be done. You know how much this wedding's supposed to cost. You know how, how long, you know what decisions I'm supposed to make in my life. You know what, you know, like, you know everything. So what do you need him for? A lot of times you, you see black men buckle back. They, they basically knuckle under and say, you know what, listen, and, and, and that whole phrase gets thrown out there, happy wife, a happy life. Bullshit. A happy spouse, a happy house. God damn it. Your happiness ain't the only one that matters. Mine's too. And, it, and it's equal. And it has to be equal because at the very second one person feels less appreciated or, or, or less loved and, and less respected, then that, that, that friction is going to be pretty damn blatant and obvious. And now even more things, that, that onion is going to get peeled back even more. Now it's going to be layers on top of layers of shit that's going to be addressed, be argued about, all, this, all these other things that could have been prevented had it been a, a respectable establishment, obviously agreed upon with both the man and the woman. And too many times we see, well, that's just how she is, or that's just how he is. Well, you're enabling him or her. And the one, the one type of person I hate in this world is a damn enabler because you're basically condoning their wrong and making them feel like it's right. Yeah. You're not willing to help them change this shit. So you're hindering them from changing in a more positive way then how are you helping them? How are you growing with them? And how are they growing with you? Because at some point in time, after a while, even you gonna get tired of this shit too. Mm -hmm. But we, we, we don't wanna address those things. And so we have to come to the table, black men and black women and say, okay, listen, this is what I, I know I need to fix. This is what you know you need to fix. You can't be sitting up here pointing this finger at, at black men and saying, you, 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 well, damn, okay. Then what do you have to fix this? So you perfect. You perfect. What's sis. your damn problem? 
that oh, okay yeah. well clearly you don't have one so i'm basically making up you having a problem you know what i saw i saw one time we did this uh, little survey in this group and the question was asked how did your relationship your last relationship end you know it was funny i had to point this out i commented later but i went through and i read everybody's responses you know men by and far were honest it was like i cheated on her or i wasn't ready or you know da 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 you know what women said women said i should have left sooner women said i didn't read the signs women said i didn't know my work None of their answers, like, and I'm talking about like 90, 90, 95% of the women who responded Damn. had, so you ain't had a relationship that you ended because something was wrong with you. It was always them. And, and, and then as friends to just what you're saying, we're enabling each other because I'll be honest with you. I was not always great. I did not always see these things about myself. You know, the gentleman that I'm with right now, like he had a conversation with me one time about his point of view. And like, I thank God I heard it, but I was like, damn, he been putting up with my ass, huh? I'm, I'm, I am a handful. Again, the, yeah. the tolerance level, because the love is there and the, the genuine concern for a person, obviously going to help kind of dismiss or bypass some of the things that you obviously see that mm -hmm. that that should be an issue with that person or at least that person should be addressing right so mm -hmm. but then it gets to a point where that 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 boiling pot not not a damn top is off the damn pot now it's like okay now i was trying to like wait to see if you were going to see this from yourself and now it got to a place where okay now the damn gasket is blown now i got now we both got to address this versus you having some type of internal like a conversation yeah. with yourself and say, you know what? I I, I need to address this myself. Do your shadow work, sis. Yeah. You know, like, what, you, you know what your issues are. It helps us, though. It does yeah. help us yeah. understand what it is that we're not doing. And not just for them, but for ourselves, too. And we're, and we're holding ourselves back in certain aspects. They can see that, right? And so, and if they're not seeing that, and 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 obviously that, that detrimental effects are already taking place, then they're really not for your best benefit. They're not, they're not helping you grow. They're basically saying, okay, well, he'll do it when he want to, or she'll do it when she want to. If you're not help, if you're not even in a position to help push them, be a better them. And how are you helping them be a better them? We got to be able to admit that much. The bare minimum shit is required here. This is not rocket science, ladies and gentlemen. These are things that we ultimately can help each other with. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and even as a black as a black man, I want to ask you this question too. What what is it that I can say that would even be not looked at as you hate black women? Well, how how can black men? This is a better better way to ask, ask that question. How can black men address the issues that black that we see black women having from our end? How can how can we do that? I don't think I don't think you can. I think I, I honestly think that the only thing that men can really do is you need to stop engaging and stop participating completely. I mean, like it's like on Instagram when the, when one man says something, you know, uh, to a woman and women start getting on him, you know, y'all need to every man that saw it needs to just unfollow her. You just like ice them out. You know, let them let them speak amongst themselves. Let that stay there and stop letting it affect you. Stop because there's so many 
women are being fed, the way we want attention and like all of the, the different attitudes that, that we have, it comes from compliance. Yeah. You know, it comes from people agreeing with it. The only way a man can disagree without, without, you know, arguing with a woman, which is not in the character of a man straight up, you know, and I say that humbly, you know, but the men that I know have made that expressed to me, like arguing with y'all is not what a man's supposed to be doing. So no, they stop talking. Because we, we, listen, we're not, we're not going to win. There, there's yeah. no way of winning anyway. Yeah. Whether we, Listen, and that's the problem. The fact that even when we're bringing the right perspective and the correct information to the argument, we still don't win. It, it, it's, it's, you're beating a dead horse, brother. Yeah. Don't even bother wasting your time and energy unfollow unfriend them don't speak to them no more at work when they when they get on that that it just needs to just just be done with them because what they'll notice is those women they're not the only men around they'll wake up in a few months and realize that every man has just quit talking to them <laughs> if, if, if only we were monolithic in that way <laughs> that's not I, well i think well so here's happen. how here's why i say it can happen because women are already behaving like that we've learned this i've oh, seen so. the movement is though i mean yeah the whole, the whole movement is, is solely predicated on we women when i say and you know what and i want to say this too real quick before you even even get to your point so i want to also make sure i'm, I'm a huge advocate in understanding that i have a daughter and i have a wife i have a mother too I am in, in no way saying that black women should not be allowed to express themselves in terms of what their concerns and frustrations are when it comes to black men. What I am saying though, is once you express those concerns and frustrations, now listen to what the hell we have to say uh, as it counters to what you're saying, whether, it, whether you agree or disagree with it, at least hear us out. And don't deem it as, oh, I don't wanna hear this and hear that, because I do oftentimes see that Black women see that, that this is a way of expressing themselves because they've been through so much and men have put them through so much. I, I get it. Sis, I get it. But here's the thing, though. You can't categorize every Black man the same as the exactly. ones that you've already dealt with. That's not fair. That's not fair to us. And that's not fair to yourself either. Because now you're basically hindering yourself from finding the man who ultimately will want to deal with you. And Let help me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What to that, give me what you've heard the responses to that. What are black women complaining about black men? I want to hear it from your voice. Um, we don't take their fears into consideration. We're, we're, we're not always standing up for them. We don't advocate for them enough. Um, we don't do right by them. And by, by doing right means a lot of things. It can, can, that can encompass a lot of things. So they just generalize it in that statement. Um, what's another way? Uh, we're disrespectful to them. And you know what? I've gotten to a point where I'm checking black men and say, hey, man. And even in, on social media, when I've gotten to those spats with black women, they call, I get I get name calls up the damn sky. I've been called a number of damn things six ways to Sunday. But you know what? I say, you know what? I'm not going to even I, I'll, I'll keep engaging in this conversation. But then when, once that name calling shit happen, sweetheart, you, you OK. You know what? I'm not going to even bother with that because now your immaturity is really being displayed now. I don't even have to, I don't have to uh, basically call you out of your name just to disagree with you, but because you disagree with me so heartedly and, and just so harshly that I have to be deemed as something to you. Like I gotta be labeled something just because I don't agree with your stance or I don't, or I don't share the same sentiment you share. 
and it's unfortunate that that that's, that's happened to me a number of times where I had to block people, they blocked me, and it's just like, well, damn, that escalated really quick because all because I I have an opinion as a black man that don't align with yours as a black woman all the damn time. I have a problem with that, and the fact that you as a black woman don't see that you have a problem is a problem. It's problematic. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to address these many elephants that are in the room because it's more than one. It ain't just us. And it I blame women the most. I have to blame women the most for one reason and one reason only. That is because we are the world's mothers. Yep. The way that I treat you and, and me having all of this ugliness around me per prohibits my ability to be a good nurturer. And we're seeing it in how our kids are behaving and how they think and act and how they treat one another. Even now, these young girls are growing up in a world where she has never seen true romance on display. You know, like her music talks about her so bad. These little women are being groomed to be so masculine. And so because their mothers didn't nurture. We don't know how to nurture no more. How do I know that we don't know how to nurture no more? Because everything that you just said, the mark of a woman who is in real femininity, I don't have negative words that come out of my mouth towards anybody. You wouldn't be able to catch me with my pride that low, that I even let you get me out of character in public, in front of my friends. And guess what they do? Because all the gossiping uh, uh, media, social media outlets and, and the black Twitter and shit like that. Shout out to them. But some of that shit is, is too toxic. And be like, oh, well, since you just read him or since you just told him off, it's like, now we're celebrating that? You feel good? How do you, you feel good about yourself now? So is, is that going to really do any damn thing beneficial to your day now? That, now you feel so confident in yourself that you told a man off. All right, congratulations. And, and that's how black women nothing. are behaving. We condone everything each other does. You can't say nothing bad about a black woman without a black woman showing up with a cape on, talking about how that's a black woman and she deserves respect. No, in this particular case, then, if it walked like a duck, it quacked like a duck. I'm not about to It ain't no damn mongoose. It ain't a mongoose, okay? <laughs> we, again, Ladies and gentlemen, this is a black woman saying these things. Now I'm telling you, we don't get to, we don't get that 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 leeway. We don't get that platform to say any damn thing about. But we it. talk about y'all all the time. All the day. All the time. And I'm just like, okay, so we're the problems to everything. Yeah. We have been your problems to every single situation. And All the right. disappointing part about that is that on a, you know, to bring it back and to talk about the fact that the world is profiting off our misery and has Very been much. so long, you know, <laughs> there was a book that I read written by Earl Afari Hutchinson, and he wrote it like in the early 90s. That's how old this book is, but it's called The Assassination of the Black Male Image. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. And it is a cold book that explains the exploitation process of what is going on to disrupt our home. And here's an economic fact. Black women are the highest spenders in the world. Absolutely. From a media and marketing perspective, 
more money is spent mimicking a black woman's attitude and thought, appealing to a black woman's attitude and thought, we, we, we're fueling all of this. The, the system has a vested interest in keeping us separate because when we're not with you, our spending habits and are even worse. Yeah. Men, men, black men have a average, um, and this was a census done and I believe it was 2016, black women had zero in net assets at that time, okay? They did it by economic group. Black men had 10,000 on average, okay? Now, what is also true is that you guys made less than us. Yep. What is that saying? You know what I mean? And to top that off, Black women are, are complaining about your absence, but yet and still 70% of divorces in a Black family are instigated by the woman. Yep, and Black women are more divorced than any other than race any other group. in the world. Mm -hmm. they, they get married last and they get divorced first. Yeah. At some point, sis, this can't all be on him. I'm not and, telling you as a Black man that we don't play no part in it because that'd be a damn lie because we have shit that we got to fix and worry about too, which, which brings me to my point about how in those situations, as marriage, this, this pandemic is the, the divorce rate skyrocketed during this pandemic because now you're stuck in the damn house now with your significant other, got to see them every day, all day. And, and you're lucky enough if you still have your job and haven't been furloughed or laid off, and you obviously are, are conditioned to working from home. Me, myself, working in the profession that I work in in IT. I've been working from home for for the last six years, so that that was that was nothing new to me. I was already used to that and, and loved that idea too. By the way, but the fact is, now you have to sit in these situations in real time and discuss mm -hmm. what is what is really the matter at hand, yeah. and then the bickering and the argument of little shit here and there. Now, not that that it has exacerbated times a thousand because now you're seeing this. You're in the house. Every single day with each other, seeing each other, you can't go nowhere, can't do anything because things are shut down. The pandemic is, is running rapid. All these other things has been been hindering us from being social beings that we have been. Even 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 introverts miss going outside in some aspects. You know what I mean? Introverts basically are people who don't who don't like to be around many people. Oftentimes, they like to be to themselves. But even even they have some 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 bit of a social aspect to them that consists of being around some people, whether it be just close friends or family, but they want to be around somebody other than themselves because when, and then it's unfortunate for those who don't have those significant others who had to just sit and stick with the idea, damn, I really, this would be a better, a good time to deal with this with somebody else rather than having to deal with this myself. And that, those have been the realities that most of us unfortunately have to have, have dealt with in these past two years. But those who don't have significant others, who don't live with them, it's like, in this lonely house or apartment and just looking around, it's just like, yeah, maybe I could have done something different in, in that last relationship. If I could have said something different, maybe I could have showed more compassion and love and respect in those aspects. But accountability on both ends. Because men, there, there are black men out there who don't hold themselves accountable. I, I, I used to be that black man I, and I can speak on that. And there were certain things about me that I would ignore 
as arrogantly as it was, I would sit up and be selfish enough to say certain things or do certain things that I know wasn't beneficial to my well-being or even the well-being of my significant other. And so from that perspective, I had to, I had to have a serious wake-up call with myself. And, and it starts with self, too, because if everybody can tell me everything in the world, but if I don't see it in myself to sit down and say, okay, or look in that mirror yet again and say, you got to straighten the hell up. This is something that you have to do for you. Even whether or not this, this person is there or not, you still have to be here for you. And, and because that person is here with you, you have to straighten up for them too. Because you owe it to them that much. Because you made a commitment. You made this sacrifice to, to be in this union. You have to be able to say, okay, let, let me fix what, I, what I've done wrong or what I said wrong. And, and look at it from your perspective and say, okay, you know what? You're right. I apologize for that. I didn't, I ain't think about it that way. And I was thinking about it all in my own head, my own way. But then as black women, black women have to be able to admit when they're wrong too. You're not right about every damn thing. Just because you're a black woman, sweetheart, you're not. It don't work like that. And it ain't gonna work like that for the black man that you're with. Mm -hmm. Because he's gonna get tired and shit to it at some point in time. And then you're going to be wondering why it ain't work out. And you're going to think it was all him. You're going to say it's all him. And then you're basically going to cast aspersions on him on social media, talk bad to him, all these other damn things while he's out living his life and say, you know what? Peace be to you, sweetheart. I, I, I ain't got nothing else for you. Mm -hmm. I could have done some things uh, better. Yeah, true enough. But I'm not going to be out here, you know, just, uh, calling you out your name and deeming you as a bad person, this, that, the third. We got to stop doing this. Hurt people hurt people. So we as hurt people got to come together and stop hurting each other. Let me tell you something. So I, um, I'm in finance is my background. You mentioned you were in IT. I feel like we're cousins. Those are those two professions Absolutely. give you real logical thinking, you know, so I work with IT. Very much so. I have to analyze everything. You got to analyze everything, right? So from accounting perspective, I've noticed in relationships that we struggle with, and I'm going to say we, talking about both of us, appreciating that there is a consequence to a previous loss that doesn't go away, right? And that you don't know the true cost of that until you're through it, right? So let me give you a case in point. If a business loses $15 million today, right? And we write it off in this tax year. As an accountant, I'm still gonna go back and true up that loss. That loss could end up being greater. And if it ends up being greater, I can still reclaim it for a carryover of years. It doesn't just go away because of that time. Yeah. As women or in relationships, or I say people in relationships, even when we start to do, deal with us, we don't understand that when I'm dealing with somebody else, I also have to be able to deal with him in love and still allow him to be human and, and when it takes him to get someplace. Because we all don't get to a place at the same time. I can't expect you to automatically just forget the loss that you experience just because I'm now ready to, to move on just because now I'm trying, just because we talked about it last night. I have to be willing to still grow through yeah. understanding that I have to check my responsibility, my ability to respond to you in yeah. love at all times, no matter what you do, 
that needs to be my goal. Yeah. And if I'm not behave, if I'm not behaving like that, then I am determined to get these negative results that are only going to make me so bitter that I can't find a man I'm meant to be with in the first place. Cause I'm nasty now. Cause I'm not, cause I don't trust. Cause yeah. I say hateful things out of my mouth when I think you hurt my feelings. Exactly. And we let those feelings harbor so long and so, and so much to where now when you, when you explode, now it's like, okay, now, yeah, I, I, you 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 think you feel better in that moment, but you probably just made things a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. Not just for yourself, but for the other person that that was basically on the receiving end of that explosion. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now it's catastrophic. Now, now that person is like, you know what? All right, I get it. You're you're in pain, but that don't mean you have to hurt me in the process. Right. And that's there something that I went we consistently enough get told that and have been told that, well, because we, we've been hurt. We, we don't take pain the same way women, black women do. And, but we, and it's been a lot of, take, in a lot of cases, we have dished the pain out much harsher in some aspects than black women have too. So we have to own up to that too. And because of what happened in our previous relationship, but we didn't have trust there and things of that nature. And then we, we transitioned over to another relationship and it's like now, Low signs here and there pick up. We we oftentimes think back to that place that put us in there in the first place. When the the two don't correlate all the same all all the time, mm-hmm. the, the two things can be different, and the two things can also be true at the same time too. So it's like you don't have to always think, link what current situations you're in to a previous situation and thinking that this is the same exact way that this happened with this person. The two people, are, the two individuals that you're dealing with are different. And if it is the same exact way, and this is the logical part, if it's the same exact way, yeah. then that yeah. also means I'm still interested in the same type of man. I keep coming back to this is all my fault, man. Well, if it is the same. So that's the only things that can be, if it is the same thing, then my question has to be, you know, I'm a thoughtful, I'm a grown ass. I have met a lot of people. How is it that back to back, I end up with two men that, you know, um, had side pieces and was doing this and doing that. You know what? It must, must have be a type. me. Must I be must a have type. a type. Let me reconcile that. And now I can't blame them at all because shit, if you attract, if you attract the flea, it's not the flea fault. Clean your house. We don't want to discuss them. Yep. We don't want to hear that. And it goes back to the points you made about the statements your father made. It was very profound. It was like, how are you more offended by the name that I called you rather than the act that you were performing in itself? So I, got you colder. I had a homeboy one time. And if he hear this, I'm apologize. But you know how I felt about this moment. So he calls his, he has two baby mamas. Right. He doesn't like for them to be called baby mom. And he's told me this before, but I don't know. like I don't like that phrase either. It, yeah, he's a child's mother. I don't like this shit. But here's the truth of it. It's not cute. And I was high, so this is how it came out. But I had to tell him. He said, you know, Bree, I really don't appreciate that. That's my child's mother. I think baby mama is a derogatory term and dot 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 dot. Yeah. And I was like, how is it? that is more disrespectful for me to call them that than it was for you to make them that. If you feel so strong about them words, then they shouldn't be nothing but my wife or ex-wife. What are you talking about? 
That's very true. And, and you know what? And, and we don't call wives true. baby mamas. No, we don't. And you know what? Those two things can be true at the same time, Bree. So I agree with that. And I, I agree with his point too, because obviously the, the, the wording, we have a lot of derogatory phrases and, and words out there that, that have been consistently used against us and that we ourselves have consistently used. And words, words have, have definitions though. Words Just people don't Absolutely. like it. Absolutely. It fits. Yeah. I have the right to my perspective. You know what I mean? Because it fits. You can't have me rewrite something or speak yeah. the way you speak because you don't like the term that I use. Especially true. if it's a term that's based upon your actual decisions. This that's does not have true. to apply to you. This is nothing that you were born into or that was forced upon you. This is what you ended up doing, sir and ma'am. Okay? That's so true. with that, I... I don't understand how you can be more offended by somebody using the word right. because the real proper thing to do, if I don't want to be called a liar, I don't lie. Right. I mean, it's, it's, that, it's that simple. And, and a lot of the problems, even a word like bastard, you know, I say it has a definition. If you are a bastard, then take that up with your mom. It's not, it, it, you can't be upset at somebody calling you something. Is it a bad word? Is it rude? We're using all these terms to make things rude so that people don't have to deal with their actual situations and decisions that they've made. That is, now that I can 100% agree with. It's the, it's the lack of sitting in, in that situation and saying, well, what did I do to deem this to be such, right? And so the whole baby mama thing that you brought up again, because I don't have multiple kids by multiple women. And I, and, I, and I made that a conscientious effort and decision to not do that because I didn't want to become a statistic. One, two, I didn't want to become my father. My father who passed away in 2009 had multiple kids by multiple women and didn't do a damn thing for any of us. Now, I can't speak for the other children, but I can tell you what he didn't do for me and what he did do. He showed me what the hell not to be. Yeah. And it's exactly what I took from him and saying, I'm not going to be out here just breeding kids left and right every damn which way and then not being in their lives as their father, as their protector and provider consistently enough. Again, yeah. and, I, and I'm against the child support system from that perspective, which is like, you should just be there. That's your child. Should no damn government or no damn system tell you to have to do this and do that for them. You had them. Damn it, if you didn't have... If you didn't feel like you can take care of them, you shouldn't have had them. Now, that's a harsh, that's a harsh ass reality that we don't like to actually take accountability in when it comes to that. It's like when you see all these kids doing all these different things, getting involved in street life and gang violence, all the other damn things. If you couldn't handle being a parent, you shouldn't have had them. You shouldn't have had multiple, um, a multitude of them. You shouldn't have had multiple kids if you're going to take care of one or two. Oh, I, I, I got to take care of my other kids. Well, abandoning <laughs> the ones that, that are doing bad for the ones that's not, that ain't how this shit work. You're supposed to take care of all the ones that you brought into this world up until a certain point. And even still, after that certain point, you're still their mother or their father. Too much responsibility has been on the backs and shoulders of a Black woman when it comes to the, the, the beneficiary, uh, the beneficial aspect or de detrimental aspect of our kids. Which now, is why, which is why a black woman engaging in, I've got to say it, loose ass decision-making yeah. 
it's dangerous. Yep, very much so. We can't afford it. You, you know, yeah. we can't afford to further perpetuate this cycle, which is why we have to take responsibility. Why are we having babies with men that we can't even get to? And I say it's so simple. You know, you can write up an agreement about whether or not you should have this child when you get pregnant. Y'all can make those decisions beforehand in order to protect yourself. Otherwise, why are you sleeping with this man without a condom if you really don't can't afford to bear the cost of raising this child alone? You have got to assume that he just might not want to be with you, sis. Then what you going to do? Just, just sue him for child support. I don't believe that a woman who is unmarried deserves child support. And that is my humble belief. I think that it should be a man's option to provide it. But how is it if I fought as black as women, we have fought so hard to have ownership of my body, my body, my choice. So I get the ultimate right, whether to have this baby or not. Well, we can dive into that more detail because the government now is stepping in telling you that you don't have ownership of your own body now. But that's another story for another day. That's a, that's another story. And, you know, I mean, that that to me, part of the arguments that those people who promote that have is is also related to welfare and all of these images that have been placed on black women negatively again another reason why i say black woman why aren't we making better choices we're being negatively incentivized when i get a man that is not my to to pay me for having his baby i've, I've basically sold my morals he didn't marry me and you know what? And I get a lot of flack for saying this because I'm a I'm a traditionalist when it comes to this, right? So obviously I don't even come from this background because again, my mother was a single parent. But we if you if you don't know the mistakes that your parents made, you doom the damn to repeat them. We, we're not we're supposed to break these generational curses just because our parents dealt did things in the past that that obviously may have fit their their narrative in that time. It don't work now. It don't fit today's time. And it shouldn't. It's not applicable to how we're living in today's world now. And so some of those mistakes that our parents made, we're supposed to learn vicariously through them and not make those mistakes too. And which basically also consists of not having all these kids out of Willa. If you don't, if he don't love you enough to marry you and be with you, why would you, why would you bless him with exactly. a child? Because exactly. one thing I will always say, and I've, I've said this many times before, this is a man's world, but a woman's universe. There is nothing we as men, preferably black men, can do without the consent of a black woman. Because we do things for the woman. We okay. we the things that we do is is to get the a, a woman, you know, a woman's attention. Women do shit. For other women's attention, whether they want to believe that bullshit or not, they ain't, they ain't out to look for no man's attention because they're they going to get that anyway. They're actually, because always, I've always said this too, is that women, preferably black women, are very territorial, right? So, and th this, this conversation my wife and I have had many times before, she disagrees with me when I say this, is that it's always harder for black women to actually make friends with other black women than it is for black men to make friends with other black men. You know why? Because it's if your friend's friend brought a friend, oh, that's her friend. I don't know her like that. 
-hmm. us guys, we can break the ice simply talking about sports, talking about some politics, talking about women, whatever. We can talk about very minute things that bring us together and then start really zoning in on more specific things that actually can bring us together internally. And it's like, okay, you know what? I, I struggle with this. Now let's have a conversation, black man. What's up? Now we got to be able to hold ourselves accountable and say, hey man, come on, you bullshit. You fucking up, man. We, we have to stop with this slaps on the wrist shit because that's not working. And I've always said this too. Don't tell me I'm wrong when the shit you doing ain't working. Two plus right. two is four. It right. Ain't five, Bree. I last time I checked the math, it wasn't it five. It's not working. It ain't. It, it, not don't work. tell me I'm wrong about what I'm saying when the shit that you're applying, it's not working. Yeah. It ain't going to. Yeah. It's not going to work, sis. And you and know what? Even further, there is a movement going on with men, and I told my keep telling my homegirl this. I said, you know. Men are really starting to realize that marriage is not in their best interest. And that is a dangerous why thing. Why do you say that? Well, you know, the reason why marriage was created is it was really done like for industrial families when they started sending men off to war and everything. Yeah, it absolutely. became yeah. a, a, a thing of the attitude of you get half and you'll be protected and all of that so that they could just take all of these men out the home all willy-nilly. So it's not something that's, um, it's actually set up in our favor in a way that negatively penalizes a man, right? Yeah. Um, when women are the ones that institute most instances of divorce. So a man, like look at Jeff Bezos, look at all of these men that have had to give away half of everything simply because they, they decided to marry a woman. That they were taken care of all of that time. There's when, and here's why I say that is because as I'm watching how men are moving, right? They are young, these young guys, I do not think they have any intention on ever getting married. These little young dudes in their 20s, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. You know, even we look because at the examples Cannon. that they've seen around them. Yeah, Nick Cannon. Because it is, it is illogical for a man to do it. He stands to lose so much. The only thing that had him doing it was love and respect. We've got to figure out a way to convince y'all to love and respect us again. Because the way that we're acting, yeah. you know, that young boy got Brittany Renner and the whole world thought it was cool. This bitch got, just went and had a young man's baby who only wanted family and only wanted that and then immediately left his ass. Yeah, see, see that kind of shit that exists far. It has been happening too consistently, mm -hmm. especially in the last few years when it comes to it being exacerbated and highlighted and shown on social media. Because now you see all these social media influencers. Don't get me started on that. Who or, or Instagram models who are out here looking for the ball players, looking for the entertainers and actors and rappers, whatever. And it's like they're looking for a meal ticket. And yeah. we're and and these black men are providing these meal tickets, all because they have it. But you have to understand, you ain't gonna always have it. You ain't gonna always make this much money after that 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 rapping career or after that that basketball or football career is over. So it's we gonna keep cost talking you about it from a man's perspective. We keep talking about that situation from a man's perspective. I mean, we have we have to address woman's both. perspective. Yeah. What type of toxic soul do you have? Right. And she spoke about that, it. I, I I heard her speak. 
to a group of kids at JSU with with a deal with Coach Prime time down there. Mm-hmm. He brought her in and just basically talked to her, give them the real about how this is going to be. If you make it to the NFL, making millions of dollars, this is what you're going to run into. And do you think that she's going to want you for your money or want you for you? And you have to be able to decipher and choose which one that 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 one will ultimately be because not all of them are in for the same intentions. And not all those intentions are good ones either. So you have to be able to, to weed people out of the crowd. We we these we, these women out. Okay, these are the women that want this. These women want this. All right, now more specifically, let me zone in on this woman because again, the responsibility is on us as black men to find that woman. It shouldn't be on the responsibility of a woman to find a man. It shouldn't be. But we have it's too many rules now in society. And I think and I and I'm I a I'm a huge advocate. I feel like society is full of shit. Society is full of shit. I they always moving to go. I think it's a woman's responsibility to be ready for a man. There you go. There you go. Perfect. See, those those two things work in parallel. The man is not only is he ready, but he's looking for that woman. Mm-hmm. And that woman who is being sought after has to be prepared for. Yeah. Wow. That's the way that math works. That math is going to actually math. Yeah. And it has to be consistent mm-hmm. because you can't solve the you can't solve the equations without the variables. Yeah. And those variables have to exist in order to solve that equation. So I will say this lastly, because, I mean, we could talk about this all day. I, I have to ask you this question, too. So obviously going back to the very beginning of this uh, this episode, where we talked about this topic. Basically, more specifically, talk about the situation in minor detail that happened at the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. I won't even mention them by name because they've been talked about enough and, and it's been given too much damn attention to. But I want to talk about the incident itself as it pertains to the lack of protection of Black women. So I had this conversation with my wife when it came down to this, and she told me right out of her mouth that um, if I ever had to uh, basically defend her from what a man say to her, and I, and I you know, get into a fist fight or shoot out whatever with him, and I get thrown in jail, she's not bailing me out. I was like, you know what? I can I can understand that. Now, if he calls you out your name, he impede on your personal space, he's not letting you leave, he's touching you, grabbing you, oh, I'm going all in on you. Yeah, absolutely. But words, we not doing that because I've been called many names and I'm not responding to all that shit because it's not worth it. See, it's mind over matter. People who mind don't matter and people who matter don't mind. But we have to be able to ingrain it in our heads. Not, and I've been one, I can, I can truly say this about myself, I've been a loose cannon before. I've gone off the fucking rails about some very small, minute shit, but then realized that took a lot of energy out of me. And what was the backlash? What was the end result of that? Did I really gain something from doing that or acting that way? No, it wasn't. I gained absolutely nothing, but made it a bigger fool of myself in those situations as a man. So this was a comedian making a damn joke. Was it a good joke? No, it wasn't. But he's a comedian. He's known for going after people in the crowds. This wasn't no person that just walked up and called your woman a bitch. No, 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 no. It's not what he did. He just made a, a moderately funny joke. And to some, it was funny. This man laughed initially. And it wasn't until he saw that Black woman that he didn't laugh so much no more. Mm-hmm. Now, I've gotten a lot of flack about how my response would have been. I'm a big fan of this man who, who, 
who was the one who slapped the other man. I'm a big fan of the one who got slapped too. I'm gonna tell you this much, as a black man, 6'4", 230, I'm about to turn this bitch to the source of wars because you're not gonna put your hands on me in a very situation that could have consisted of just conflict resolution. The ability to just talk shit out as grown adults without resulting to physical confrontation. That didn't result, that didn't, that didn't warrant that. Not that, not that. It's a lot of things that could have warrant me putting my hands on you. That ain't it though. And I know for I know firsthand going to comedy shows with comedians, they go out to people in crowds. I'm not sitting my ass in the front row. I could be fly as hell, but damn it, they gonna find something. And I gotta just eat that. I gotta take that because he joking. He don't know me from a can of paint. Mm-hmm. There was no malicious intent behind the damn joke. So and, and then with people thinking or speculating, oh, he knew. No, everybody don't know everybody's situation, nor should they know. They're just making it, that could have been anybody else sitting in that seat and made that joke. And guess what? That person would have, that person either would have laughed or bypassed it. All right, next, next joke or next person or whatever. But the fact is, you hit me when you could have said, hey man, I didn't like that joke you made about my wife. You need to apologize to her. Listen, I apologize. I didn't mean nothing by it. Y'all know me. I'm just I just talk shit. I'm joking. I'm we are, we are, this is this is what this event consists of. That's why he asked me to be the host. Making making light of certain situations and making people laugh. This is what I do. I don't have there, there was no malicious intent behind that, but I apologize if you got offended by that. That's how simple that kind of shit is. But if that's me getting slapped, that ain't me getting slapped. Uh, I'm going in on your ass now. I'm about to throw, I'm about to spear your ass through that damn table you about to walk back to. Cause you you ain't for the nah. I'm I, I know I'm fly selling this five thousand dollar Tom Ford suit, but guess what? The jacket's coming off. I'm on your ass now. Cause you're not gonna sit up here and put your hands on me for a damn joke. I didn't I didn't impede in her personal space. I didn't threaten her. I didn't put my hands none of that. I didn't do none of that. So you, in, in, in result to that, shouldn't have done any of that either because you laughed. You thought it was funny until she didn't. And then she laughed after she after he did what he did to him. Sure so you think that shit sure funny? Wow. Sure See, this is, we don't want to have these uncomfortable conversations in the Black community when it comes to toxicity that lies mm-hmm. within us because we have happened. to be held accountable for the very things that we're portraying and basically perpetrating out here. When when this happened, a friend of mine told me um, something. He said, you know, Bree, say, you know how many times the girl that I've been seeing has saved me from being in some, some drama with somebody when I'm at the bar and, you know, somebody that kind of got somewhere, she you leans know. in and grabs my ear and my knee and keep calms me down and keeps me cool. Like, like I need a woman like that. That's what he said. He said, he said, I'm looking at how everybody's saying that that Jada didn't owe me anything, but I need you to do that for me. You know, don't tell me I'm you didn't a man, know I'm a lion. Don't tell me you didn't know he was going up there because I want to hear that. But you saw him get up, though, baby. Get, uh, come on, sit yep. down. It's okay. We will. We, we'll see him later. We'll talk to him later. But now you can yell out whatever you want to say. That's fine. You're yelling it out. Cool. You want to embarrass yourself? But, and just That's like fine. your wife said, as women, we let our men know how how to love us. 
if that was something that she would have been pissed about, he would have known. She knew that he would have, she would have been okay with that. You see how your wife told you, like immediately, like, check me out. I'm not coming to bail you out. She's letting you know that she is not okay with you risking yourself and doing something stupid like that. That she's letting you know. Not, that not, not something that's small. Not that, that that's too minute. That's small. That's too minute. We got bigger shit to be concerned with than a damn bad joke. We as do. a as a as a wife, she has communicated somehow. They've been together what twenty some years. She has. She, they have had a conversation or a situation has come up that she has let him know that she is okay with him thug lifing on people to protect her just because somebody said something she likes. She's shown him that. You somehow ain't gonna be able to listen, but it's the problem with that. You ain't gonna be able to whoop everybody's ass. So you're gonna put your wife gonna put you in a situation where. Something happens to you. Guess what she's doing now? She probably but all. You know, there's women who do that. There are women who put men in situations. They do to like de defend their honor or prove yep. their love. It's always something. It's me or them, or you should be willing to make a piss poor decision because I feel some type of way. Women do this. We we, we go all too far for what we have to let just throw it away off one minute. And I, I can't stress how small this situation was. And it was. Again, alopecia is not a, a, a death, a life-threatening disease. It's a condition. One condition that I found out that the Oscars are obviously not only advocating for, they're sponsoring a, a, a medical facility to help cure that, 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 that condition. So there is something that could ultimately be done about that condition from a medical perspective, right? So, okay, then let's follow the science and see what this goes because not all black women suffer from this, but the ones who do suffer from it, I sympathize with them. Men get talked about our hairlines and losing hair and shit all the time by black women. I've seen it, oh, yeah. but we don't get that offended to where, uh, go slap her because she, she disrespected me. What? First off, Black women just ain't gonna do that no damn way. They they not gonna oh, I, I, my nails done, my hair done, whatever. I'm, I'm being funny and being very much so facetious when I say this, but there is some merit to it. They're not gonna put themselves in a situation where they have to defend you from to, to a woman. Now, if the woman impeding on your personal space, uh, harassing you, whatever, then then it is her job to step in and, and say something, and do something about that. Because men men are cowards if you put your hand on a woman. And I've been slapped by a woman before. And, and, and some, some of which I found this shit funny. I was like, you know what? I think back on it, I probably deserve to be slapped because I was being an asshole in this situation. And I was only trying to be funny, but it, you know it, it wasn't appealing no, to her. So no, was, words do not give you the right to put your hands no, on somebody ever. It, 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 no, ever. You're right about that. Absolutely. Ever. And, and in this particular situation, we want to sit up here and celebrate a man putting his hands on a man for making a joke about his woman and trying to equate it and saying he was standing up for black women. He was protecting his black woman. That ain't the same thing. That 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 protection was not needed there. He posed no threat whatsoever. But now the consequences there there thereafter, you don't have control over what happens next. Now that it's out of my hands. Now see when you could have came to me and talked to me as a man. We could immediate that situation right then and there. Yeah, I'm glad you acted like that. Oh, I'm the knob, the knob is broke now. I'm all the way. I'm turned the fuck up now. So now, what happens to you if I see you out again? It's beyond me, bro. It is beyond me because you took it there. You took it there. So now, where I take it, 
is going to be much further than where you initiated it. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate, but we could have talked about this. We in the black community have a problem with being able to talk shit out without it resulting to violence. Why? Why, why do we need to always fight, shoot, and kill every damn situation there, there is? It was a situation that happened here in Atlanta. And I go back to this, I always use this example because it hurt me to hear how fucking small the situation was. Black woman got into it with a black, another black woman in a bowling alley. Black man who was with the initial black woman. And, and mind you, they got into it over a fucking bowling ball. A place that consists of a bunch of bowling balls. Y'all arguing about one. Black man who was with the second black woman went to his car and got his gun, shot and killed the other black woman. All over a damn bowling ball. Man. Really? You telling me we, we couldn't have resolved this situation no better than this? That's what we're resulting to? You got so angry, something in you hit, something, a nerve struck somewhere to where you needed to, to go that route. There was nothing else left to do but that, huh? Wow. It's problematic in the black community where we have to resort to violence every single time someone disagrees with our point. Why? I don't have to agree with every single thing that you say and do. You don't have to agree with everything I say and do. I'm not right about everything. You're not right about everything, but let's be right together or do the right things together. Because in the end, it's going to be another, another life loss and no one can fucking explain what actually happened. Because now you're in a courtroom, you can't even remember what, what the situation was. That's how small it was. You don't even remember what happened, what was said that got you to that boiling point, whether you, to a point where you actually ended someone else's life. Did you, I'll, and I'm speculating here, don't know it for sure, because they didn't, they didn't report this, but we don't know if that other black woman told him to do it or put him up to it or told him to defend her or whatever, or he just acted out of, out of his own, out of character, his own self. But even still, if he did it out of his own act, out of his own self, that black woman should be like, no, 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 it ain't that big a deal. Let's stop it here. We'll go to another, we'll go to another lane or we'll get another damn bowling ball. That's how small and simple that was. Now, obviously, reports came back that it was one of Young Thug's baby mamas. Then they, they tried to tie some, some gang-related things, but it came back. It was nothing gang-related, nothing tied to him whatsoever. It was just an incident that happened in a bowling alley that a 31, 32-year-old Black woman's life was ended all over a bowling ball. Come on, man. We accountability. We lack it too much. One thing that my wife and I obviously agree and disagree with in some aspects is that I told her I feel like in the black community we lack accountability the most. She said, obviously, she said she did she disagreed with that and said it's the compassion that we lack. And I said, you know what? Those two things can be mutually exclusive. Those two things can, can be true. We do lack compassion and accountability because we the compassion piece is that we're, we're not sympathizing with someone else's plight and someone else's 
situations, or we're not considerate of that, what they're going through or what they have went through versus the accountability piece is waking up, looking in that mirror and saying, okay, what did I do? What can I do better? What do I need to stop doing? These things are either going to be beneficial to our growth or detrimental to it. We're going to either progress or regress. We can't do both. We cannot. And we've been trying to operate under this assumption, this unhealthy assumption, that we can do both things at the same time. <sighs> Again, Bree, you have brought so many right points and perspectives to this show, to this episode, preferably about this topic. This is an ongoing topic we're going to have to have. And we're going to have to have other guests on this show, too, to represent Black men, Black women as well, because multiple takes and perspectives obviously will help us zone in specifically on what we can be doing better from our end, as well as what the other person can be doing from their end, too. Because at the end of the day, the Black household, the Black family, the Black community cannot survive without a Black man just as much as a Black woman. And if we're not holding ourselves accountable, not doing all the necessary things that needs to be done to fix the generational curses that lie within us, we're going to keep having these same damn discussions. And here on this show, I like to talk about these same discussions over and over again until we get to a place where we're making tremendous progress in. Now I can focus less on that topic and focus on something else, whether it be our physical health, our mental health, our financial health and spiritual health, talking about uh, talking to entrepreneurs, talking to teachers, talking to lawyers, doctors, talking to politicians, because there are things that we're disproportionately affected by in all aspects. So we have to keep bringing this awareness to it to figure out what ways we can we can fix these issues. But it's going to be fixed, and only can it be fixed with us collectively together. We each have a part to play in this world and in our black community as it pertains to the to the beneficiary of our uh, our soon to be next generations up because every generation has their own issues they have to deal with. We shouldn't be continuously passing on issues from the previous generation in enough time in a lifetime to fix every damn thing that we got to deal with. But guess what? It's at our feet to, to fix. And the only way we're gonna fix these things is if we do it together. Again, thank you so much for being on the show to talk about this. I, You have said things that, that I have also said and thought because I've been dialing back from saying because I'm not in any purview or position to say as a black man speaking on behalf of black women because that's not my concern. This is what they're telling me. It's not my concern what black women do. I shouldn't be concerned. You hate black women. You don't like your mama. You're all, all these different things. It's like, all right, man, y'all, you have it. You got it. You got it, queen. You got it. You, you absolutely right. I ain't gonna say nothing else because you know everything. You got all the answers, and yet here you are. Yeah. And black men, you can't be wrong. Again, you can't be wrong. So if we not wrong, wrong, then you know it's got to be the other person's issue. Yep. And black men, I'm gonna say this: I hold you more responsible for what you're doing or not doing when it comes to these relationships with these black women, because we have a responsibility to ourselves and to them to an extent when it comes to the healthiness of these relationships. I can't sit up here and talk all about black women and dismiss what black men are not doing. Because that's not fair. Because it's an equal, it's an equal playing field when it comes to me. We have an equal part to play in the healthiness and success of our relationships. 
it ain't just us, it ain't just them, it's us both. And if until we come to a to a, an, an agreeable state where we understand our places in these situations, because ladies and gentlemen, we do have a place. There is a place for black men. There is a place for black women. And the very seconds that we step out of place, things are imbalanced. And we have to be able to, we have to be willing to admit that. So again, ladies and gentlemen, please make sure you like, share, subscribe to this episode. Please check out this latest episode because you're going to love this one. Coming from this Black woman who's speaking from a very strong and broad perspective when it comes to what Black women need to be doing. This is a Black woman saying this. Now, I mustn't have been telling you that Black women don't have different points of views, but I'll say this. This Black woman here on this show, Miss Bree Banks, was speaking some true facts that Black women need to be held accountable for. You got to look yourselves in the mirror. Black men, I'm talking to you. Hold yourselves accountable for what you're not doing in, the, in these households, in these, in these domestic relationships, because we play a part in how successful or how it fails, just as much as they do. They don't get more of a say than we do. Their feelings don't matter and ours don't. Our happiness don't consist of making them happy and vice versa. Your happiness is internal first. That woman adds to your happiness. That man adds to your happiness. Can't nobody make you happy but you. Hope you all understand that and, and, and keep moving forward when it comes to that agenda being at the forefront of your minds. Again, like, subscribe to this episode and previous episodes on Spotify and all other podcast platforms you can find us on. Bree, thank you so much, a million times. I need to have you on the show again. We're going to have a full panel the next time we talk about this situation because, again, these are ongoing conversations that we need to have, awareness being brought to the forefront because we need to be able to take this information and apply it to our own everyday lives to help us make for a more healthy relationship and healthy friendships. Next episode, we're going to talk about friendships too. Because we, 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 we dove into the whole aspect of the relationship part. There's a lot of toxicity that, that lies within these friendships too. Oh, we, we ain't touching up on. We got to talk about that shit because there's some toxic friends, friend. Yeah. Toxic brothers, toxic sisters that's in our lives, in our everyday lives that, that we're dealing with all because of longevity, how long we known some damn body, that's why you're still dealing with them, rather than the actual, the, the, the quality of the relationship that you have with your parents. Parents too, we don't talk about it. Again, I said this before, we, ha we have to talk about, we have to have these uncomfortable conversations because it's necessary. Mm -hmm. Not just with each other, but we have to have these uncomfortable conversations with our partners, with our friends, with our family members too. That's the only way we're going to get to a place where we're figuring out what better ways we can address each other in a more healthy and positive way. Again, thank you again. million thanks to you so much for being on the show to talk about this. Last question. How, if people have questions and want to know more from you, from your perspective, how can they reach you? Um, the best way is to go ahead and follow me on any of the socials. It's the same thing everywhere. It is at CEO Breezy, and that's B-R-E-Z-Z-Y. Um, there you got my link tree. You got, you know, access to go where you want to go from there. Um, I have a faith-based podcast and it's called Fearless Faith because I have a fearless attitude about how I'm going to address things Absolutely. that um, I think are an element of faith. And when it comes to toxicity, I have the faith to believe that Black women can do better and be better. 
I have the faith to believe that our relationships can be healed. And I'm fearless enough to start with looking within and looking within is looking inside of myself and then also be willing to look at each other, sisters, look at us as women, look at what, what ideal motherhood and wifehood looks like for us. You know, I can only say about it for us, but if I'm willing to do that, then possibly my faith will be rewarded because faith without works is dead. It's dead. It's dead. You got you to you put the work in now. Gotta okay, put the work pray in. about it and not do no work. Absolutely. And I want to also say this too, because I, I've, I've checked out a few of your episodes on Fearless Faith uh, podcast. I, I think you're doing a wonderful job over there and uh, and, and definitely keep, keep on the fight with that. And it's something that you brought up earlier in regards to Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels is a frat brother of mine. He, he brings some very broad and very harsh takes on things, but you know what? There's a lot of truth to what he's saying. And he ain't just harsh from black women, he's harsh from black men too. And I, and I, and I can appreciate his, his blunt approach when it comes to addressing those issues as it pertains to what we're, what we're not looking at ourselves in the mirror to actually hold ourselves accountable for. But so. he doesn't have the ability to, to hand out, see this is the importance of a nurturer. Yeah. He's giving information with no recourse for these women, no real recourse. Yeah. You know, and not and and then he is overlooking the overwhelming fact that preference matters. There are black men that are not going to have a problem with shorty as a size twelve. Please stop acting like that's not true. That that, that is true. Now, yeah, some some things he said I don't agree with necessarily, but like the merit or the just the 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 overall the, the internal truth that, that but what I'm saying is because he's talking to women he's breaking them down and not providing them with the mechanism to improve themselves True. in a way that matters True. which is why as women we need to have these conversations because these conversations can be taught about okay I see what you're going through right now I want you to try this one thing next this is what this is what I hope to be able to do I'd like to be able to talk to my sisters about this thing and be able to say when they're in engaging in a certain type of behavior to try something and see if they don't get positive results. There you go. See if they can't get to a better place. You can have everything that you want, but there is a cost associated. If you want a man that makes a certain thing and do a certain thing, then the best thing you can do is become someone of value to that man. What do they value? You're not going to find that out from yourself. You have to find that out from one of them. And truth be told, Kevin Samuels, in my humble opinion, is not what I would consider to be a high value man. High value comes at levels, yeah. points and statuses. No real high value man is comfortable di- like, like breaking the hearts of women just uh, day yeah. in and day out. He's yeah. a man who would feel like a bully. Yeah, and, and some people have deemed him as that. And I, and I do think his blunt approach to an extent can be a bit too harsh and too... On the on, on the nose, it's like okay, that, that that that's a bit much. Now you're going too far with your whole take on what she is and what she's not, because you don't know her from a can of paint. She just called in and just talked to you. But again, um, he seems just, like a very emotional man to me too. Yeah, like but, the way he responds. Just the whole idea that black men are starting to speak out more. I do appreciate that perspective in terms of just saying, okay, well, we have to have a voice, and somebody got to be able to represent us in terms of speaking about what we want to see more out of Black women and vice versa. We got to be able to take that as well as give, give it out. So then I feel like the proper platform is to talk to men about yeah. what, what is the problem that you just had in your relationship? Okay, this is what you should have did. I'm not trying to talk to men about what they're doing wrong. That's, a, that's, our, that's part of our problem. 
It, it, it no? is. That's a big, that's a very big problem because you now now you're highlighting his his problems, but not yours. Because because at yeah. the end of the day, it is very rare for someone to completely pull the wool over your eyes. They make movies about people who manage to do that shit. And even when we be watching them, we be thinking, girl, he wouldn't have got over on me like that. Because the truth, because the truth is we attract where we're at. Any woman who's ever grown, any man who's ever grown will tell you, once I stop this thing or once I understood why I won't do this no more, the next woman I make, even if you don't marry her, ends up being better. You'd yep. be like, but yep. the girl yep. I got next when I started behaving like this, when I started thinking like this. Yep. And the last point I'll say to, to, to end it off is that as Black men and Black women, but preferably Black women, because they're the ones who highlight what they want and what they acquire out of Black men. So you acquire what you actually possess. You can't ask for a man to have something that you don't have yourself. That's not fair. That's, that's not equally yoked. That, that, that would not ever be a, a, a very healthy relationship because you ask them to do this and you're not willing to do it. You ask them to have this and you yourself don't have it or even in the midst of having it. Yeah. That's not fair. It has to be an equal playing field on both sides. And so but yeah, we will talk more about it. it, it and it even it's it becomes, I just want to make one more point about this. I think you'll okay. really appreciate <laughs> it. I feel like the ultimate problem with a lot of those assumptions that women make about men, especially with regard to their finances, right? When we don't, when we have not made and kept that money ourselves, nor made and spent it on another person, how dare we talk about what we think we deserve. You think another human being should just because they're dating you end up spending, you know, two to $400 per date, you know, mm. which amounts to a couple thousand dollars a month just to hang out with you. <laughs> That's is that what you really think that a human person that go to work every day is supposed to be doing? Okay, fine. Well, if they're supposed to do that, what do they get? What is that transaction? Oh, he can't assume that he's going to have sex. Okay. Um, he can't, you know what I mean? He can't see other people who are fulfilling his needs because he's paying for everything. He can't expect you to treat him or right or do anything good for you. He can't, you know, tell you what to wear or what to think, or he can't ask you to stop hanging out with your friends so much. He can't, well, what the fuck does he get for the price of purchase, sis? And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. From a black woman, from a black woman's mouth, hopefully to other black women's ears. I need you guys to listen to this episode. You're not gonna want to miss this information that's being dispersed by not, I'm not gonna give myself any credit for this. This black woman is speaking true facts because it's been too lopsided entirely too long when it comes to accountability and 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 just the lack of responsibility when it comes to that healthy relationship that we're trying to have in the black community. Yeah, thank you so much, Bree, for touching on so many points. We're, we're going to have more conversations like this and dissect even every other entity when it comes to relationships, friendships, family, parents, all of it. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about this. I look You're forward welcome. to many more conversations with you about it, along with uh, some additional guests we'll have on the show to give their perspective too. So yeah, thank you so much for being on the show, and I will. I look forward to talking to you again soon.
Likewise. If you like what you've heard from this week's episode and would like to hear more from previous episodes, be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to my YouTube channel below. You can also find me on social media platforms at speak to the mic underscore podcast show on Instagram and speak to the mic podcast show on Facebook. Be sure to also like, share, subscribe to my Spotify page at speak to the mic podcast show. As I put out more thought provoking content, your opinion and thoughts are needed and appreciated. I thank you all in advance for your support and look forward to hearing from you soon.